I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, a little bit about Inktober and accordion style book, and a few books to inspire you along the way. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 332, Accordion. Well, Sunday it is. Another week, sort of a four-day week. Not for me, but because it was for them, it felt a bit like a four-day week. And yet it was an incredibly difficult week. So hard. I am used to certain kinds of difficult. We all have our tolerance levels, our thresholds, our norms. But this week took me by surprise. It just snatched me up in a whirlpool of unexpected and unrelated things. Not the kind of things I am used to having to figure out and sort out and deal with different things. So there were moments of worry fear, hurt, outrage, confusion, more fear, things come in threes if you're superstitious. And at some point I was waiting for number three. And then there were four. There were moments when all I could think was I am just not up to this. And I just cannot cope. And what's next? And yet you find yourself in moments, whatever they are, however extreme, however minor, however blown out of proportion they may be in the moment. And no matter how afraid you are or how upset or how hurt, you have to move. You have to go on and you have to move forward and you have to take care of whatever it is. You have to muster up something within you and do what you have to do. And you have to draw upon something to make those things happen to get to the other side or up the hill, as in my case, it may be. Problems with my car this week left me really afraid to drive and equally hyper aware once again of the fact that there is no support circle, no one to call, no safety net outside of my house, a moment of being sort of stranded, although stranded, at home, left me kind of chilled. Because no matter how many people thumbs up a photo, the fact remains that there is no one to call. As I slide through my virtual worlds, scrolling through this place or that, leaving all of the comments and interactions and moments of reach that I leave, the real world falls away more and more. And I can't figure it out. I can't figure out how to change it. Toss the first back-to-school night for this year and the final back-to-school night at that school into the mix, the mix of this week. Didn't even rank a number, but it was in the mix. And it was pretty much a week for the books. So the week is over. The week is over. And I listened last night a whole week later than I planned, to the Crossroads show, which is the episode before this one. 
And there were moments where I thought I should have said this or that or should have said this or that differently. Maybe I could have said something more poetically or more compellingly. Maybe I forgot to say something. Maybe I misspoke here or there, which happens. And I hear it later and think, oh, how come that happened? So I listened back and I wished I had done some things a little bit differently. That's always the case. With the week that was, I think today is probably a head for high ground and take cover moment. I am running for the Inktober Hills with this show. And that is not a bad thing because I hate to not talk about Inktober until after it is over. That would probably also work. I know. I could talk about it afterwards. But I like to talk about things when they're happening and when I'm doing them and when you might be doing them or when you might be watching other people do them. So I thought I would talk today just a little bit about Inktober and how it's going. Some of you are doing Inktober 2018 and some of you are not. Some of you follow the prompts. Some of you don't. Some of you do portraits. Some of you draw other things or you practice lettering, or you explore ink as a medium beyond drawing. I am drawing, and I am doing portraits, no huge surprise there. And though I gave a cursory nod at the first few prompts, the first few, that really gave way early on, because I just couldn't find something for each of these prompts that fit. Because unless it really fits with a portrait, that I would want to draw, the level of challenge that the prompts provide isn't really something that I'm overly invested in. I stick really tight to draw something that matters to me. And I'm the one who defines whether it matters to me. But I just couldn't really find something that lined up with each of the prompts so far. So I am not always on prompt and that's okay with me. Totally okay with me. So some days I find a photo that in my way is influenced at least by the prompt, but not always. On most days I look, I think about the prompt, but I haven't done the prompt every day. I thought before this month started that I was going to be drawing something each day based on a suggested photo a suggested inspiration photo. And that was partly how I had anticipated this month going. It's what I was all set up for, what I geared up for. And that didn't happen quite the way I thought. So I am doing Inktober alone, scrambling each day to settle on a photo to draw. I have a huge queue of photos, but I still look every day. I still debate. I still think about it. I choose something each night based on how I feel, what looks like a fun challenge or what face or what hair or what piece of clothing or what pose or what bit of hand looks to me like it would be something that will really hold my attention for the evening. So pretty standard drawing fair for me, really. That's what's going on each night. Pretty standard drawing. Daily drawing is kind of my thing still, but 
I had taken a little bit of a break from really pushing myself to finish portraits each day. So I'm back in it for Inktober, back in it for October. And I debated about different inks. I thought I might work in colored ink. But the way I started off my drawings with October 1 has ended up really setting the tenor for the month. I set the stage and everything is kind of following in line and falling in place because of that. I could change it at any point. I could obviously switch and do something completely different today. But there's a continuity right now to what I have going. And I think I will carry it through. There's always this sort of sub-thread in my head each day about wanting to change it or wanting to use a different ink or a different color or do something radically different with how I'm treating these. But the bigger thread happening sees the continuity and really holds on to that and reinforces it and upholds it. I am using a Lamy, same one I've been using for a long time now, and the same ink the same ink. I continue to spend time debating about other inks that I might try. I really thought I was going to go ahead and order something, a bottle of something. And I just, I don't know. I can't quite decide what I really want. And I've got this ink that works. So every other night I refill with the same bottle. I have lots of other samples I could try, but I go in each time and refill I really like this bottle. It makes it really easy to fill from. And that's what I do. I twist and twist and twist that little cartridge and suck up the ink. And I'm good to go again. So what's different? What's different this Inktober? What's different this Inktober than last Inktober or the one before? Obviously, I'm different. The time is different. My abilities are a little bit different. My sensibilities are pretty much the same. So what's different? What's different this time is the format of the paper. Some of you have guessed at this. Some of you noticed. And it hasn't really been a secret, but I never actually said anything because I was still trying to wrap my head around it. So I didn't say anything. It's been an oddity already. It really has. It's been an oddity. It's been its own challenge. It has in its own way, in a very concrete way, contributed to this sense of thread, the sense of continuity throughout the drawings so far. And I didn't really even expect that. I didn't really think through how that would feel. On the one hand, I knew that that is part of what this format does. But until I saw the drawings coming out one by one, and how they line up next to each other, I didn't really know how this process would feel. I have been enchanted by people's accordion books for a long time. So right before the start of the month, I decided pretty much randomly, just out of the blue, I thought, you know, I should just make an accordion book for Inktober because I have all these odds and ends and bits of paper because I've cleaned things out. And as I would go through books, I would tear out the unused pages from half-filled books. And so I have odds and ends. So I thought I should just make a hodgepodge accordion book. So I watched some videos and I tried the fun fold a single sheet of paper into a book method with a regular sheet of paper, 
which obviously wouldn't be big enough for this, but I tried it just to see how that worked and what kind of an accordion that ends up with. And that was interesting to do. I think that I want to do a project with that maybe in the coming month. I think I have an idea. I think I have an idea. I do. Not really a new idea. Everybody has done this idea, but I might do something. I might. And I'm keeping that in mind because looking at that little one pager and looking at what I'm doing, I might be able to sort of leverage something. I'm thinking that. So I have that in the back of my head, but that didn't give me a functional book to use for Inktober. I didn't have a giant sheet of paper that I could do that same concept with at a larger size. So I did what made sense. I did what made sense. I glued pages together. I made my own accordion style book. I have no intention of drawing on the back. So that doesn't matter to me at all. It's not really even a consideration. So I needed 30 surfaces, 31, all on the right side. It sounded like a good idea. It sounded like a good idea. Just make your own. Use these random sheets. Here you'll have regular drawing paper and here you might have typing paper and here you might have a piece of Bristol board and that definitely lends a level of randomness because each day I'm going to end up with something different that may or may not work as well with the pen but I thought why not why not why not use what I have recycle and repurpose and reclaim turn it into something that works sounded like a really good idea to me but it was fiddly it was fiddly. It was fiddly, 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 fiddly. However you want to say it, fiddly comes out weird. It was fiddly to do. My perfectionist tendencies definitely tried to get in the way. Not every page folded beautifully, especially Bristol board, as you can imagine, didn't want to fold beautifully. I wasn't sure even what some of the papers were. And some of them are very lightweight. They probably aren't very good. They're probably not great drawing papers. But I figured it's just a blank book and it's just a set of daily drawings. So the night before the first of the month, I stood at my table and I glued these things together. It almost didn't get past the, yeah, maybe stage. I folded the pages, but there had to be this process of actually gluing them so that I would end up with a book for the first. I couldn't tell totally how I felt. I really couldn't. Partly I was intrigued and partly... It was maybe a little too crafty for me, but I still wanted to try it. So with all those pages, with so many pages, I definitely needed a cover because it's a little unwieldy, the stack of pages. And like I said, the crafty side is something that I don't totally enjoy. Not at this point. That's kind of not where I'm at in my head. Not that it's a bad thing. It's just not really what I like anymore. I didn't really want to mess around with the cover, but I knew it needed a cover. So I thought about what I could do without needing anything else. I took a composition book. I clipped the threads holding the booklet of pages. And at the same time, I marveled that those pages are actually sewn in. I clipped those threads. I pulled the booklet out, removed the pages, and I used the composition book, the stiff cover, that classic black and white cover, as the cover for my accordion blank. So if nothing else, that made me smile that I put my handmade accordion book inside composition book covers, 
was enough to make me feel satisfied with this process. Totally made me smile. How perfect to turn my accordion inktober book into a composition book of its own. So I got started. And the accordion book is super hard to work on, at least for me. It's super hard to work with. I can't get the pages laid the way I need to, to really get to the page I'm drawing on. I like to have a flat surface. Some days are better than others, depending on which side I'm on and where I'm at in the page. I'm not working at a table. Maybe if I was at this really big table and had it spread out, just unfolded a bunch of pages so that I could scoot my chair or stool to the spot that I needed to work on, then maybe I could be flat. And maybe that would work. Maybe that would solve it. But that's not how I work. That's not how I work. I don't have everything all sprawled out like that. I work at night. I work in my lap. I work just with all of this on a small lap board, an art board. I work in a chair. I work watching TV. Half the time I work with a dog in my lap and the board balanced kind of above her head. I work with very little light. The accordion format itself has just been a little bit awkward. A little bit awkward. I'm trying not to damage the pages. Some of them want to go ahead and unfold as I try to get positioned on the page I'm working with. Sometimes I'm trying to fold other pages out of the way. And I don't want things bent up, especially with these thinner papers. They tend to mar. They tend to mark with the slightest bend. I don't like that. It really, really it plays with my mind when these little things happen. So it's been, it's been challenging. And then at one point, I lapped a page. And that doesn't bother me. I don't mind working across lines a little bit, usually. But that then caused the next drawing to really lap across and it almost was split down the middle across a glued edge between two pages. Somehow I got off just enough that that happened with the spacing. And sometimes I think I'm not going to be able to use these for anything. That has been in my head. I have almost set myself up in a way that is defeatist because I've set myself up with this project that I don't think I can use these drawings. So that's been a little bit of an undercurrent because of the folds, because of the paper differences, the glued edges, the overlapping, the touching shoulders. I'm not going to have 30 individual and perfect drawings that I could maybe photograph or print. So I have thought about that several times. And at the same time, part of me says it should totally not matter. It's not that I print everything I do anyway, but it has been in my head as I've worked on these that somehow it's not going to work, that they're not reusable. And I think I've fallen into this mental space where things should maybe have a future life. So it's been a little bit hard to shake, but I'm not willing to drop it because I kind of like how these things are coming out. I kind of like that they're all connected, that I can unfold them like a slinky and see all these people, all these women one by one, all those hatch lines and all that hair. So I'm not willing to give it up. And I do have, like I said, I have an idea in the back of my head about using this book in the next two months. 
maybe doing something different, and maybe even just filling in all the space around these drawings. That's really strong in my head. So for now, I am just going day by day. Just going day by day. I turn the previous drawing away, I turn it out of sight, and I work on the next drawing. I draw it, I turn it away, and I draw the next one. And I have been working in black and white. I have been focusing on hair. I've been tired and, as noted, in the midst of events that have left me definitely unsettled. Drawing is rhythmic. It's soothing. It's meditative. And hair is a very mindful step. It's a mindful part of the process. I don't do anything special with hair, really. I don't. I wish that sometimes something else stood out or that this holistic sense of a portrait was the end result. I think it is for me. I see the whole thing when I'm done. The hair seems to stand out. In the past, I have always drawn mostly in black and white. And then I had a few little phases of colored inks. And when I would use a spot of color, people would always comment on the color. It could be a complete black and white drawing and just one little strand of a color, red or pink. And almost invariably, that is what might get commented on, that one little spot. And sometimes the hair feels similar to that. I am back working in black and white, though, and regular ink. And right now, I really do enjoy the hair. I do it last, usually. Last along with maybe the clothing or any other kind of detailing that might be involved. And I enjoy it. So we are 13 days in as I record this. And I've had a few missteps, a few portraits that didn't go so well. But all in all, Inktober is reminding me how nice daily portraits feel for me. I looked through my Instagram captions for the last two weeks, looking at Inktober and what I've said, and really short, actually, definitely short, but little glimmers of process, of self, of self-acceptance, of affirmation. And they sort of went like this without all the hashtags. Day one. Into Inktober we go. Nighttime drawing for day one. Love seeing so many people planning to draw this month and celebrating ink. Day two. Inktober 2. Tranquil. Based on a photo at Sketchy. Not sure how long I will consider the prompts, but I think I can meet the first few. Day three. My kids say roasted all the time, but I went with coffee as a best fit for me for Inktober 3. She could use some more work, but done enough. Day four, Inktober four, enjoying the process again. Day five, Inktober five, chicken. I don't always use the prompt, but I always think about it and see what I might choose that might also fit. This one's relationship to the prompt makes me smile. And that one is a girl, a woman with a fried egg hanging out of her mouth. Day 6, Inktober 6, portrait based on a photo at Sketchy. A parade of portraits is unfolding. It anchors each day. 
And that, of course, was also an allusion to the accordion. Day 7, Inktober 7, prompt was exhausted. Portrait based on photo from Sketchy. Day 8, Inktober 8, based on photo at Sketchy. Glad that the voice was two hours last night with manifest after. What do you do while you draw? Day 9, Inktober 9. I didn't think I could muster what I needed last night, but after I started, I was glad. I do hair and clothing last, and it is usually nice and soothing. Day 10, Inktober 10. Had to go with hair for flowing, but I probably would have gone with hair anyway. She was already in my queue. Day 11, Inktober 11. No words, no words on that day, an accountability post. I'd fallen asleep over and over in the drawing. There are a few stray marks. There are a few problems, but I finished. I shared. It's part of this accordion. And as such, it has to be accepted and embraced because it's right there in the line of portraits. Day 12, Inktober 12. 12, already 12. And day 13 was yesterday, but I post the day after because of my drawing cycle. So I haven't done that yet. But that will be next. I am enjoying seeing Inktober online, mostly at Instagram. The world of Inktober is so big. And Inktober reminds us of how big it is. So many styles. Those of us who are sketchy users, we get really used to seeing a certain kind of work and everybody doing portraits. And we forget about other kinds of work or we don't see other kinds of work. Inktober brings it all together under the same hashtag. So many other types other focuses, other approaches, so much illustration, there's everyday drawings and lots of manga. I really enjoy seeing all the ways people do it. All the ways people draw. My way is just one way. It's just my way. It's just what gets me through the day. And I try not to forget that. I try not to forget that. And I try not to blow it out of proportion. For me, daily drawing keeps me anchored. It keeps me feeling somehow in tune with and attuned to myself. I am trying to fit in some other things now as fall kicks in. Some knitting, I hope. I need to sew a few things, including finishing a cardigan that I started this summer as a test case, and then I didn't ever finish it. But that means clearing off the table. And no matter how many times I stand in front of it and think about it, I just turn away. Other things need to be fitted into the days also. And yet right now, the daily drawing is what I'm sure will happen. It is what makes me feel most connected and most content with these margins. Most content. It staves off an emptiness that otherwise might simply swallow me whole. I hope your creative work is going well, that you are enjoying your October creative windows, whatever they are, however big or small or bright or dim, whatever color or medium or subject. For most of us, we create as a sideline, a hobby, a margin, maybe a mantle of self-protection and self-care. It isn't really about other people always. But it can be easy to slip into thinking things are different than they are, or bigger than they are. And for some people, that is the case. But when it's not, 
you've got to be realistic and pragmatic and you might need to just step back and just appreciate how it feels to create, how it feels to draw, how it makes you feel to sew or knit or paint or collage, what it offers you, even if it never goes anywhere else. Enjoy your moments, your drawings, your paintings, your creative spaces, your creative moments for you. Two books that I want to really quickly mention today. I am not going to talk about either of these in depth or on a bigger show all by themselves, but I've had these checked out for quite a while now, and I really just want to take them back. I just want to get some of these taken back. And I liked both of these books for different reasons. These are definitely check it out of the library books. And I think some of you might enjoy one of these or the other, maybe both. They're very different. There's no reason whatsoever that these should be lumped together, but it's in my head today to go ahead and mention them so that I can go ahead and take them back. The first one is called Catnip, a love story by Michael Corda. And this is a collection of drawings that Michael did on scraps of found paper each day for his wife while she was undergoing treatment for cancer. And he talks about in his intro that he set a few rules for himself to limit the process, to keep it quick, to keep it simple. He worked on the drawings in a space in the barn that was special to them. And he did a simple drawing each day with one of a host of mostly cat characters. And after he drew it, he took a photo with his phone and he sent it to his wife, hoping to bring a smile or a laugh. And he notes that he never really thought anything about these being collected or being saved. He didn't even, it sounds like, keep all the originals. But she had sent some of these around, she had shared them, and it turns out there's this entire collection of these daily drawings. Quote, in any case, these cat cartoons represent over a year of life, over a year of love, an attempt to bring an almost daily dose of humor to a situation that was increasingly dark and a chance every day to make Margaret smile, end quote. I think some of you will enjoy the sentiment and seeing what this kind of a collection can look like, what it can entail, what it can mean. I think the style of his drawings, some of you will actually really like. Some of you who are working with storybook style illustration, character-based cartooning, I think some of you will like taking a look. The other book is one that was very fun to look at. I really enjoyed it. It is Sharpie Art Workshop, Techniques and Ideas for Transforming Your World by Timothy Goodman. And this is largely a collection of inspiring works and examples by others. Lots of lettering, especially. And there are several artists in this book that I admire and that I've talked about at other times. I... And personally, not a Sharpie person. I've never been a Sharpie person, although there have been some projects that definitely have involved Sharpies, typically not on paper. So I've used Sharpies here and there, but I don't tend to gravitate to Sharpie on paper. But I really enjoyed looking at this book. I really enjoyed seeing the scope of it. The Sharpie world is much bigger than I ever realized. And this book does a beautiful job showcasing work with various weights of Sharpie. 
I liked the intro a lot. And there's one quote about shifting your perspective by changing your tool that I really liked. Quote, want to change your look, then change your tool. The book contains short artist profiles and samples of their work. And taken together, you get a really broad look at Sharpie art. From colorful Sharpie filled in calendars to awesome poster style lettering, sketch note style pieces, and then three dimensional pieces. You'll find Kate Bingham and Burt, who you might remember from my shows about obsessive consumption. Carolyn Sewell, whose lettering pieces always make me smile. Amazing patterned pieces from Julia Rothman. Sharpie decorated shoes. You've got high heels from Paul Andrew. Tennis shoes and other types from other artists. Jessica Walsh and Debbie Millman, both with lettered art. And then there are some suggestions for things you can try. Drawing on objects, drawing in small frames, drawing on photos, drawing on post-its. Absolutely love the samples by Arthur Jones on post-its. There are murals with full wall examples from both Chantel Martin and Gemma O'Brien. There is an awesome picture frame wall mural suggestion. I absolutely love what it looks like. It's so cool. I would love to have the kind of space to do something like that. Probably the same way I think in my head I would love to have a Sharpie illustrated car, but probably would never do it. The wall, that's closer. That would be closer if I had the space. There's Sharpie dishware. And I have done those kind of projects. I've done doodling on coffee cups where you bake it after. And my experience has been hit or miss. I gave one as a gift and it all washed off. Sharpie on skateboards and on envelopes and on cards. It's a pretty cool collection. It isn't really a how-to per se, really. So don't pick it up because you think that. But I think you'll really enjoy seeing samples and examples. You'll find them very inspiring. And Sharpie may still not be your thing, but maybe looking through this inspires you to try something else, to shake up your process in some way, using something unexpected, a totally different kind of pen or a thicker or thinner nib, a different kind of ink, trying a different marker, a different writing instrument altogether, different paper, something new to you that will give you a different perspective. It can be really freeing when you change things up like that. You might even surprise yourself. I am the art. The art is me. And that is it for today. That is it for this episode, and it will probably take me a week to get it out. So it will sound a little bit behind when you hear this first bit about Inktober. But I hope things are going well for you. As always, I'm Amy. You can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. Show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidless. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy and as Creativity Matters Podcast. Thank you to those of you who support the show in any way, including and especially those of you at Patreon, patreon.com slash creativity matters. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a great week, everyone. 